0: What's up, people? Welcome into the Fantasy Football Smackdown. It's a Monday night over on YouTube. We're kicking off the month of August here with a little quarterback preview for 2021. I'm your host, Kyle August. You can follow me on Twitter at Kyle Month 8 And joining me, as always, co-host of Fantasy Football Smackdown, Jake, rip your heart out. Jake, rip. What up?
1: What's going on, man? Happy to be here. Uh, we can't just glaze over the fact, by the way, that we are officially into month eight. We're here with Kyle, month eight, Kyle August.
0: What's going on, dude? It's my month. It's my time to shine. This is the time of year that we all love because it's draft season. NFL is is uh, creeping up on us here. We'll have some preseason games, and not only that, you are rocking a giant number eight, my yeah. friend. So I uh, I dig I dig the threads.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, so our, friend, our friends on YouTube are getting a real treat today. Uh, we're getting closer to the season. Had to go out and get a little new apparel. I think all I had was like an, that old Saquon Barkley shirt I might have worn on this show once or twice. But not a lot of good Falcon stuff. A Julio jersey, which, you know. Mm-hmm. And But now here I am with a brand new Kyle Pitts shirt. I got a Calvin Ridley one on deck that we might debut on Wednesday. I don't know, you nice. want to transition? thats that is yes. that. Uh-huh.
0: That was beautiful. That was well done. Well done. Thank they don't call us professionals for nothing. Um, yeah, this upcoming Wednesday, appreciate you bringing that up right off the top. Cause we want the people to know starting throughout the entire month of August, starting this very week, uh, we will be having an open Q and a for, uh, getting you guys set for redraft 2021. So August 4th, it's going to be at 9 PM Eastern time. So Every single Wednesday, uh, that is going to be our regular schedule this month. So we'll be doing positional previews on the Monday shows. Again, kicking it off with the quarterbacks today, and then on Wednesday, starting uh, August the fourth, we're going to be doing that live Q and A show on YouTube. So if you're uh if you want to come check us out again, set that reminder nine p.m. Eastern time. Also, if you're following me on Twitter at Kyle Month Eight, uh, I will be thrown out there that day looking for some questions. And we'll just keep it open. Whatever you guys want to hear about, we'll just talk about here on the show. We'll have some special guests from the Warzone Network, and uh, really just looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a ton of fun, and I'm really looking forward to the, our positional previews. It's going to be a fun format uh, we got for you guys today. That uh, it's going to be interesting. Uh, we'll see. We'll, I've done this in the past. Uh, we'll see how it works, but I'm I'm excited to get rolling. Uh, Jake, when's your when's your first uh, redraft? draft is have you uh, are you able to push it late you got one coming up soon
1: uh and my first one's going to be some somewhere at the end of august they're all going to be crammed into like two weekends saturday sunday maybe even the the next monday after that but uh nothing coming up early maybe a dynasty startup i think i have coming up in in, in mid-august but uh no drafts coming up soon actually last weekend i did go to we have we choose our draft order my league of record if you will And uh, the way we do it is we run basically like the UFC video game. We run a simulation. So we all pick out of a hat who our fighters are going to be. And then they run a tournament where the computer players basically fight each other. I know it sounds nerdy to a lot of you people (laughs) listening, but it's a good time when you all get, you know, it's just another reason to all get together. Uh, We all love getting together for the draft. It's kind of looked upon as a holiday uh, in the fantasy community. So if you can add just one more event like that to the calendar, I'm all about it. Uh that being said, I did very bad. My
0: fighter guys ass kicked and I got pick 9. Oh. Uh well, I mean, you're you're going to have a nice turn there in round round 1 and 2, so that's good. You're pre- you know, we'll see. Uh you have to keep us updated if you are able to get one of those running backs because they're going to be going quick, I am sure. Uh like they will be in most leagues, but uh I like that. That's a big that's uh that's a lot of fun. I love when leagues can add events like that, create kind of, you know, pull that uh, the fantasy season out a little bit longer. So draft day is the best, but man, if you can add a little bit more fun to your league, those things are great. I unfortunately don't have any leagues that have any like super creative draft order selection, things like that. Um, I have some league dynasty leagues that have like draft lotteries and depending on where you finish or whatever, you know, you do like the NBA lottery style type thing. And that's that's an excuse to get together. But it's kind of like you just a little spin the little bingo wheel oh, okay here's your pick you know that's kind of it it's not
1: there, there's nothing wrong with the bingo wheel or drawing uno cards like you said at the end of the day as long as you're all getting together and
0: having fun that's what it's about right yeah absolutely so hopefully you guys will have some drafts pushed later in the month of august as well that's the, uh, clearly the best time to draft even this very week news is dropping left and right aaron Rodgers comes back carson wentz goes down we're going to talk about those guys on today's show, but we haven't even gotten into preseason action yet. So there's gonna be more movers and shakers, I'm sure, uh, throughout this month. So we're gonna keep you up to date on all the positions, but today we're talking QB. So to set the table for how we're gonna do this, um, we are gonna be doing uh if you've listened to uh this show kind of for a long time, uh going back to the fantasy football fellas days. So when I started uh my original podcast freaking 2016, whenever Zeke Selly uh Zeke's rookie year was uh that was the first year of the po- my podcast. So, uh we used to do this thing every offseason uh called 32 in 32. So the idea is we will dedicate 1 minute to every team in the NFL uh covering every fan ev- any fantasy relevant pl- player across the league. Now, today we're talking QBs, so it's going to be maybe, you know, one guy per team, maybe two uh and we'll uh, we'll see how this goes, but we're going to continue this format throughout this month, it's going to get crazy when we're talking running backs and it's going to get in freaking insane when we cover wide receivers. So hopefully you guys dig it. If you're watching on YouTube, we're going to put up a timer. It's going to kind of have that PTI feel part of the interruption. It's uh, you know, I, every, every good idea is a stolen idea. That's pretty much this. Um, but uh, if you're, even if you're listening over uh, on whatever podcast app that you frequent, uh, you'll hear two beeps. That'll signify that the 60 seconds is up. Otherwise, if we move on before the timer, We'll just uh, keep you guys in the loop there. So we'll, we'll see how this goes. We have done zero tests. This is just bam, right into it. No practice, no dry runs. Here we are live making this happen. So Jake, you ready to go, man?
1: Yes, I'm, I'm scared, a little nervous, but let's get rolling.
0: All right. So we're going to do, oh, already effed it up. There we go. Uh, we got the timer on the screen. I'm going to drive us through here. And uh, here we go. We're going to start in the AFC. We're going to AFC North. Baltimore Ravens, Lamar Jackson. We both have him inside the top five. I have him fourth. Jake, you have him fifth. Current Fancy Pros ADP is fourth overall. Uh, what's your thoughts on Lamar? Any concerns as far as him returning to fantasy glory? The dude was the MVP just two years ago and had a solid season in 2020. But what's your thoughts on Lamar? And is, is this a guy you're targeting?
1: Yeah, for sure. I've got him as QB five, but you won't hear me argue uh, QB four, 10.6 carries per game and a thousand rushing yards in 2020. And the last, uh, I guess, gameplay related news that I heard from Lamar Jackson was from offensive coordinator Greg Roman uh, at the end of July saying that they want to emphasize more downfield passing in 2021. And uh, that's kind of been everyone's only concern about Lamar, right? We all know he's got it in the rushing game, but what can he do as a passer? Uh, And I think that a a lot of people are going to be shocked to see just how not bad of a passer he is with Rashad Bateman and even Sammy Watkins in that offense seems like an improvement. Yeah.
0: Better weapons. The passing touchdowns went from 36 to 26 last year. Hope it can bounce back just a bit and uh, get back as a top five quarterback. Moving on to the Cincinnati Bengals. Of course, Joe Cool, Joe Burrow heading into his sophomore season after playing just 10 games uh, in his rookie year. I have him at QB 11. That's exactly where fantasy pros has him. Jake, you just have him a couple spots earlier. So what's your thoughts on Mr. Burrow and the Bengals for this year? Uh, QB 11. It, I think it seems fair. Uh,
1: he led the, led the league. And, uh, I think he was leading the league in pass plays per game while he was under center while he was healthy. But given the fact now that, uh, we look for T Higgins to take a step up, they add former teammate Jamar chase, um, I'm I'm all about it. The math seems super simple on this one. Pairing the 2020 first overall pick with the best wide receiver prospect since probably Amari Cooper. It's gonna be it's gonna be magic, and we already have proof of concept, if you will, from what we've seen in LSU. So, uh, barring injury or anything, if there's a healthy Joe Burrow and there's healthy wide receivers, I don't see how Burrow isn't a QB one in uh, in 2021.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be tough to get off to a good start. Minnesota then at Chicago at Pittsburgh. So t- tough start to the season, but. Hopefully he can continue that high passing volume. Uh, Not so fun fact. He only had two games with more than two passing touchdowns last year. They both came against Cleveland. All right. uh, Speaking of Cleveland, let's talk about Baker Mayfield. This guy is outside the top 15, no matter what you're looking at. ADP has him at QB 16. Uh, I have him at QB 18. This is a guy that only had 30 attempts per game um, across the league in quarterbacks that played at least eight games. Baker ranked 25th in attempts per game. I'm hoping that uh, some touchdowns start coming with it because that passing volume hasn't been there traditionally for him. Uh, What's your thoughts on Baker Mayfield there, Jake? My
1: thought is QB 16 is too high. Um, Just to list a few guys that are going after Baker that I'd prefer, Kirk Cousins, Ben Roethlisberger, Tua, Daniel Jones, all those guys I wouldn't even think twice about it. Um, But Baker had a couple of nice games last season. I think that's kind of all you can hang your hat on if you're a Baker Mayfield fan, a Baker Mayfield stan. Uh, But this is a run first offense, a big emphasis on running the ball. And uh, I I feel like for every 300 plus yard game, you're going to get out of Baker. He's going to give you, you know, you're going to get two games under 200 yards, not a ton of touchdown upside. I'm I'm passing on Baker Mayfield this year,
0: especially that ADP. Yeah, he is the QB two for me. Like if you're in a super flex, that's the that's the kind of guy I want. But I don't think he has QB one upside. Last team in the North, Ben Roethlisberger, your Pittsburgh Steelers there. Jake, you're from, you're in Steelers country. We have him really close. I have him QB 20, you have him QB 19, and ADP has him at QB 21 off the board. This is a dude that ranked third in pass attempts last year with 608. He had 33 passing touchdowns. That was the second most of his career, uh, and he was QB 12 in points per game, but yet nobody wants him. Nobody. Uh, right. is, is Ben somebody that you're going to be targeting maybe in super flex leagues?
1: Yeah, maybe. I think the only the only thing that gives me a little bit of pause about Ben is that he's about to turn forty in an offense with a subpar offensive line. But the allure is the offense in Pittsburgh, right? We love all three of those receivers: Najee Harris now coming out of the back the backfield, and even Pat Fryermuth is uh, picking up a little bit of steam uh, at training camp. But I got Ben at QB nineteen in my personal rankings. QB twenty one feels a little low, but I I don't think I can jump on many more spots or there's not, there's not a whole lot of players that I'd be willing to take uh, you know,
0: before Ben. Yeah, that offensive line is definitely a concern, and he doesn't run, so he needs those passing touchdowns to remain in the 30 or more. Moving on to the next division, we're going to the south, and unfortunately, it's the, the conversation nobody wants to have. The Houston Texans, Deshaun Watson's legal status is still up in the air, a lot of uncertainty there. Tyrod Taylor could be the presumed starter, I guess. Are you touching either of these guys in redraft leagues? I mean the
1: deal is if we don't if we don't get any news then I'm absolutely hands off there there's nothing to be interested in though I think it's weird that like we all remain fairly certain that Deshaun Watson isn't going to be the quarterback for Houston this season meanwhile and to the best of my knowledge he's still re- he's still reporting to training camp yep. and participating in drills like I don't know the whole thing seems weird to me but um if it's not going to be Deshaun Watson then it doesn't look like they're going out for a quarterback which leaves Tyrod Taylor or you know, people have kicked around the name Davis Mills who's had a I think he had a, a nice season or two in college, but not a big name coming into this draft. Um, yeah, we got to see how it shakes out in the rankings right now. I know I got Deshaun Watson buried to somewhere stupid, Tyrod Taylor buried somewhere stupid. But all it's going to take is one report to say from the Houston Texans to say this is our starting quarterback this year, and that guy's going to get a huge bump. Or Deshaun Watson when he gets traded to whatever team. I mean, what's the lowest possible ADP you would take Deshaun Watson at? If he even in the worst case
0: scenario, like he's not going to finish below QB 15. The guy is just an animal. Yeah. And the one spot I'm really looking for Watson in is those keeper leagues where the draft uh, pick is uh, you give up like where he was picked the year before. So those are the kind of leagues I'm keeping an eye on Deshaun Watson. Otherwise, waiting for more news. Speaking of news, this team has been in the news with Carson Wentz getting injured after like the first day of camp. The reports as of today were five to 12 weeks. So that's a big enough window five weeks. As of today, would put it right at the start of the season. The backup right now, Jacob Eason, second year quarterback, uh, man. Kit, what what are you doing with Carson Wentz, Jake?
1: I'll be honest with you. I'm not even going to lie. I read that report as five to 12 like NFL weeks that he'd be missing. Mm-hmm. It's like, wow, Carson Wentz is going to be missing a lot of time. But uh, I don't know, man. I mean, maybe this, this could be the chance for some of those Jacob Eason shares to pay off that you've been hoarding. Uh, I mean, I guess it's far from a sure thing that Jacob Eason even takes over. But right now, it looks like it's going to be him or the newly acquired Brett Hundley it, until uh, Wentz makes his quarterback debut. I saw somewhere that they're not interested in Minshew or uh, Nick Foles. His name has been kicked around. But uh, I don't know, man. I think my, my, I guess my biggest takeaway from the Wentz news isn't even quarterback related. It's that this team has got to, they got to lean on Jonathan Taylor. He's the sole shining spot on this offense and he's going to be the source of all of their offensive production especially while Wentz is out so uh maybe one
0: more bump for Jonathan Taylor yeah Wentz is a risk reward pick at this point if they add a vet that'll tell you what you need to know about Carson Wentz if they don't I think you can take the shot on him and hope that he's going to be there little bonus time here Memphis our buddy put out on Twitter don't forget about that compensation that pick uh, will escalate to a first if Wentz plays enough if he plays less than 75 percent of uh the season then it's a second round pick over to philly so that could be factored in mm-hmm. we're gonna we're gonna move on to jacksonville now rookie trevor lawrence the 101 uh in this year's draft 14th overall in adp right now at Fantasy pros i have them at qb 15 this is a team that as a unit their quarterbacks through 616 pass attempts that would have been second among qbs last year but whole new regime what's your thoughts with the rookie there jake
1: yeah, last time I looked even, you said he was at QB 15 now. I had him at QB 14, but that's still a, a tough asking price for me. I think it, it, there's certainly a world where someone like Trevor Lawrence, with how highly touted of a prospect he is, he can sneak into top 12 territory this season. I'm not going to be terribly shocked, um, but but he's got the weapons. No one really knows how to rank the receivers in this offense, but a lot of people are kicking around the idea that DJ Chark, LaVisca Chennault, and Marvin Jens can all be some way fantasy relevant this season. Uh, and if that's, if that's the case and it's not hard to envision a, a QB one season for Trevor Lawrence, I love that he's with urban urban Meyer. I love that uh, Travis Etienne is going to be joining him again. Someone that he's familiar with in that backfield, someone that he's been familiar with for the last four or so years. So uh, I don't know if I'm ready to pay that price. I've only got him ranked a spot or
0: two lower, but it, it's a risky play, man. Big risk, big reward. Yeah. I'm, I'm cool with him. I have him one spot ahead of uh, cousins. I'm okay. Again, taking that risk reward pick and then, If he fails in a one QB league, no harm, no foul, grab somebody else. All right. That wraps up the South heading to the East Uh, or sorry. We got one more on the South. I can't forget about Ryan. I got too excited. Ryan Tannehill. This dude is averaging 21 and a half points per game in his 26 starts as the Tennessee Titans quarterback. He had seven rushing touchdowns last year. That number is a little bit concerning, but he adds Julio Jones to the fold. Your boy, Jake, is Tannehill a QB one for you?
1: Yes, he's a QB one, dude. How can he not be a QB one? And uh, I I pulled this stat off Reddit, so I'll I'll be very truthful and say I didn't fact check this. But since Tannehill took over as the Titans starting quarterback in week seven of 2019, he's been fantasy's number three ranked quarterback. I'm assuming that means in fantasy points scored. Mm -hmm. Now insert Julio Jones into that offense. You know, imagine a quarterback who's putting up top five to top seven numbers in fantasy. They add julio jones and then he's getting drafted as the qb10 that math doesn't add up to me uh i couldn't care less about the coaching staff changes the fact that this is a run first offense the fact that Tannehill doesn't have a ton of rushing upside the dude's going
0: to ball out if he's got aj brown on one side and julio jones on the other it's as simple as that yep love the upside uh the pass attempts haven't been there but the touchdowns have and with julio there now i think that that could see a bump All right, now we're moving on to the East. I apologize uh, to Mr. Tannehill. We're talking about the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen. Uh, The dude has been a stud since he's been in the league for fantasy. Took a huge step last year with that completion percentage. All he does is run for touchdowns eight or more every single year of his NFL career. Uh, He's QB2 in ADP, but he's three and four for you and I. I mean, are there any concerns about Josh Allen? Do you feel he's pretty damn safe?
1: I don't know if I would say pretty damn safe. I mean, again, let's go back two years ago, and this guy was the worst passer in the league. You know, I, and I'll say two, QB two is too rich for my blood. Obviously, you feel the same way. You, you know, what you have him at QB three or four, three. three. Look, man, I don't care if I'm wrong about Josh Allen two years in a row. QB two is too high. I feel like I could make the argument for five or six quarterbacks behind him that can put up similar or better production in 2021. Um, I'm not going to, he's not a bust by any means. Um, but I just, I just don't understand why, you you know, why not take the shot on a guy like Ryan Tannehill four rounds later, who he seems like a low risk play with really just as much upside.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I think, I think I still believe in the upside. The rushing is there. That's why he's easily top five for me. But again, I think the theme with these quarterbacks is you're taking them that early. Uh, 21st overall is his ADP. You're paying too much. Uh, we got another sophomore quarterback here. We're going to Miami. Tua is twenty third off the board in Fantasy Pros ADP. I have him at twenty second. Jake, you have him at eighteen, so a little bit more optimistic than the uh, community, I guess. Uh, what's your thoughts on Tua?
1: Yeah, I felt like he's been kind of undervalued all off season. I can acknowledge that he wasn't good by any means last year, but I don't. Th- I mean, I wouldn't say he was terrible. I'm chalking it up to just rookie growing pains uh, for for Tua. Just a couple years ago, he was, you know, he was in that tier with Joe Burrow. We were it was is it is it Tua or a Joe Burrow? You know, they were the two big prospects coming into the league. But now, you know, now they add Will Fuller, who a lot of people are forgetting was one of the most electric receivers in the league last year before he was suspended. Over a hundred yards and half of his games played uh, between him and Jalen Waddle, who, if he's healthy, is an absolute stud, a big play threat. Uh, we're gonna see a lot of big plays from from Tua just on the backs of those two receivers.
0: Love that they added weapons to him. If he's your QB, 2 I'm okay with it, but that's about as fringy as I want to get um, in super flex leagues. We'll see if we take the whole 60 seconds for this because this is my favorite quarterback room. <laughs> Going <to> New England.
1: <laughs>
0: Cam Newton, QB 27 off the board in ADP. Mac Jones doesn't even have an ADP uh, right now, and this is an offense that where Cam Newton produced eight passing touchdowns. Are you drafting either of these guys? And uh, even how about superflex leagues? Like, if you had to pick one, who would you pick? <laughs> uh, I mean,
1: <laughs> if I have to pick one for a superflex redraft league, I guess I'm going to pick Cam Newton because straight out of the mouth of Bill Belichick, and I quote, "Cam is our QB." Meanwhile, yeah. you you brought up the stat, Kyle, for, and you know I'm going to diminish the stat a little bit because he had eight touchdowns last year, but from weeks one through sixteen, he had five passing touchdowns, which. Has to be a record. <laughs> has to be a record. Mac Jones is already the better quarterback, but we're gonna go through that weird NFL process where we watch Cam throw a few picks uh before we get our first glimpse of Mac Jones in the NFL. But he's he's the better quarterback, man. He's gonna be one of those guys who midway through the season ends up commanding a crazy amount of fab uh once he ends up getting the call to 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 be the guy under center. So uh until then, Cam's the guy and I guess I can respect that, but I
0: ain't picking him. All right, well, we're moving on to the Jets. Rookie Zach Wilson, he is pretty much at the bottom of the barrel as well, going one spot behind Cam Newton in ADP. Uh, the rookie signed his contract late, but he's in camp. He's ready to go, uh, and they've gotten some weapons. adding Moore and Davis, this offense, uh, in addition to Mills and Crowder already there. Um, do, you, do you think Wilson could work his way into QB1 conversations, or is he super flex only for you? uh
1: i'd be qb1 would very much surprise me i don't expect the jets offense to be very good this year but i could be very wrong about that i don't think a lot of people know exactly what to expect from the jets this year i've been a guy who I, i've been saying that elijah moore i haven't been on you know i'm not so into that but out of training camp sounds like elijah moore is just blowing things up there uh, even zach wilson i've heard good things about so far uh, but I think that if you're if you're drafting Zach Wilson as anything other than your QB three, then you probably have a pretty high risk tolerance. Uh, And I'm not sure that ceiling is there. But again, could be totally wrong. This is going to be an
0: entirely new regime, a whole new offense. So we'll see what the kid can do. And of the rookies, the him and Lawrence, there's nobody else. I mean, for Wilson, there's nobody else there. He will start every game. He is healthy. So at least you got that going. All right, we wrapped up the East, heading to the West. We're going to start in Denver. This is the one situation that has a quarterback battle, and apparently no one is setting themselves apart. Well, that leads to very late ADPs outside the top 32 for both these guys. I know you're a huge Drew Locke believer, um, but uh, so what's your thoughts on Bridgewater? Because you got him inside your top 30, man. (laughs) Yeah, man. I mean, Teddy has – he's proven on
1: multiple occasions, on multiple teams – in multiple different systems that he can either meet or exceed expectations uh when he's called upon he did it with the saints he was solid with the vikings um and I, th- I think he can do it in Denver. I think he's, he's I actually, I know he's a more accurate quarterback than drew lock. And there's two things that I've been hearing out of Broncos training camp so far is that Jerry Judy is going to break out all over everybody this year. And I've, I've heard that Teddy Bridgewater looks good. I haven't heard anything great about drew lock. And maybe that's just my own bias in looking up uh Denver reporting, but, uh, I, th- I think Teddy Bridgewater is going to win the job here just on accuracy alone. And Judy's going to love it. And Sutton's going to love it. And I think that Denver team is going to surprise some people with Teddy Bridge- Bridgewater.
0: Jake's got no regard for the clock. He don't care. Uh, Bridgewater, 15 oh, starts yeah. last year. Under, uh, He only had more than 17 points in seven of those games. So not, so not even half. Uh, limited upside, I think. Either way. Uh, Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes, QB1. Anything else? <laughs> I wrote one note for Pat Mahomes and it
1: says it doesn't take 60 seconds to say best quarterback in the league. I mean, I uh, guess you know it is current ADP. We've talked it before. I'm not paying it. I'm not going to ever have Pat Mahomes anywhere, but that just comes down to uh my own roster construction philosophy, I guess. And you're in uh, yours too, you know, just I'm I'm not taking early quarterbacks there's a full
0: list of guys that can
1: finish as uh as QB1. But if you want to get as safe as
0: it gets, I mean, it's Pat Mahomes. Yeah, and if you're questioning whether he should be the QB1 or not, because technically, man, he finished QB4 last year. He was QB1 in points per game. He yeah. didn't play the last week. He didn't have to. The dude's a stud. I don't think we need to say anything else there. We will test my ability to restart the clock, and we're off to the Chargers in L.A. Uh, 6-6-6. 6th in your rankings, sixth in mine, and sixth overall. Uh, hopefully that's not a bad omen, but this dude, Justin Herbert, was an absolute stud yeah. his rookie year. He had the pass attempts almost 40 a game and was QB seven in points per game, tied with Lamar at twenty-two point two. Uh any concerns about Herbert and the sophomore slump?
1: Nope. I don't know how you could be anything other than optimistic about Justin Herbert this year. He was QB seven last year in uh fantasy points per game as a rookie. So why shouldn't he be even better this season with a full year of NFL experience under his belt? Uh, not to mention he's gonna get a full healthy season, healthy we hope, from uh Austin Eckler, who is one of, if not the best, pass-catching running back in the league. Uh, I'm all in on Herbert, man. I think, I mean, you could take him as early as QB4, and I'd say that's uh, super That's super optimistic, but I don't think it's
0: egregious. This guy is a, he's going to be slinging it, man. I, I, I was going to say, uh, upsides with Josh Allen probably, but safety-wise, would you feel better about Herbert or Allen? Herbert. You know, you Herbert go. for sure. All right, uh going to Vegas now. We'll see if I can make it an entire season without calling them the Oakland Raiders. Derek Carr at the helm. Uh, this guy is about as milk toast as probably you can get. Uh 24th in ADP. We have him ranked just a couple spots higher. Uh what what's the case for putting Derek Carr on a fantasy roster this year? Oh, yikes. That was a loaded question. <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna make the case
1: to put him on a fantasy roster this year. Um I, mean, I guess the best case I could make here is that he, he did finish uh, QB 13 kind of quietly last season. Mm-hmm. Uh, the two years prior finished QB 17 and QB 18, and he's going now as, I believe, QB 24 I have here. Is that yep. right? Yep, you got it. Um, yeah, I mean, all that being said, it's kind of hard to imagine Derek Carr not surpassing that QB 24 ADP, especially if... Henry Ruggs can take a step forward. I heard he put on some weight. He looks good in training camp. And you know I love me some Brian Edwards, and I still believe in him. So if uh, either of these guys or both of them can take a step forward in their second year, then it, it's easy to see how Derek Carr can find
0: more success than QB 24. He's a super flex option, but in one QB leagues, probably not. Starts the season, not a streamer either. Baltimore at home opening up at Vegas. That's great and all, but that's going to be tough. And then at Pittsburgh in week two, so he'll probably be on the wire. (laughs) Horrifying. Yes, sir. All right. We have closed up the AFC, heading to the NFC. We're going to start right here in Chicago. Andy Dalton signed as a free agent. Then Justin Fields, they move up to take at in the early first round. I forget we're moving here. Justin Fields has the highest ADP. If you can believe it of the two QB 19 off the board. Uh, You taking the risk on fields
1: this is another tough one like kind of like the whole deshaun watson thing but not like the deshaun watson thing i need to i need to hear something out of bears training camp i mean have you heard is there one way are we leaning towards justin fields is going to get some starts here because the fantasy community seems to believe he's the guy they're doing the same thing with trey lance who we can get here in a second but justin fields is the one getting drafted andy dalton isn't even i checked uh his adp was qb 40 a couple days ago he's now not even on the fantasy fantasy pros list anymore so um I mean, if, if Dalton's named the starter, man, it's going to be tough for me to justify take
0: drafting Fields anywhere. Um, uh, no, I guess to answer your
1: question, no, I won't be drafting
0: Justin Fields. I'm, I'm taking the shot on Justin Fields. He's my QB 14. I think this dude's got oh. extreme upside. You oh. can take the shot with him. He'll be starting by week two. Dalton, unlike the San Francisco situation we'll get here in a minute, I think Dalton will be giving way to fields right out of the gate. You can find somebody to start week one for you. And then you have the upside of a top 12 QB. I think he will be a top 12 QB as long as he starts at least 13 games. So, I mean, because of the rushing is just crazy. I think that's pretty easy to say. So I like that. that, take. that, that that's what I'm going <laughs> with. Uh Moving on to Detroit, man, as, as much as I like Justin Fields this year, I loved Jared Goff even more in 2020. He stabbed me in the back and left me, Looking for quarterbacks. He is QB 31 off the board in ADP, which I thought was crazy. I have him at 27. Jake, you're a yeah. little bit higher on him at 24. What's the case for Jared Goff? You know, we're talking super flex here, but uh, he he's a QB 2 for you, maybe.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, I still don't want that, but uh, <laughs> QB 31's ones a little. I, I think at that point, you got to say Goff's a little bit underrated. The guy was consistently pumping out 4,000-yard seasons uh, with the Rams. There's nothing like particularly flashy or no no particular traits I can point out about Goff or the Detroit offense that I that I like, but the guy is serviceable. Uh, yeah, give me Goff over Zach Wilson. I'll take I'll take Goff over uh, Fitz Tragic, Cam Newton, both the Saints quarterbacks, all of which are currently going ahead of Jared Goff in Fantasy Pros ADP.
0: Uh, to recap again, would I have him at QB twenty four? Yep, I had a Goff higher in my rankings, but then I saw this. Detroit, who is a horrible defense, and they're going to throw the ball a ton, starts the season. San Francisco, and then at Green Bay, Baltimore, at Chicago. Uh, yeah. You're not starting him in any of those games. so Yeah, that's rough. You Maybe should. I'd rather just pick up Jared Goff in week five. <laughs> there you go. All right. Aaron Rodgers. The world has not talked about Aaron Rodgers enough. We had the Herbert 666 going with Aaron Rodgers. We're talking 888 eight, eight in our rankings and the Fantasy Pros ADP. The dude was the MVP last year, forty-eight touchdowns. Um, but we have him outside the top five, so you just think the little bit capped upside.
1: Yeah, and maybe that's just on uh, you know he he's got pretty much no rushing ability, and we're you know his his production is going to be, and I'm wording this weirdly, but his production is going to be based on Devontae Adams' production, like that 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 is his guy, and you could say. Uh, Rogers makes Adams or vice versa, but those two are like peanut butter and jelly, man. They are going to go absolutely nuclear on the league this year. Like they always do. Uh, they've, they've all but said, this is going to be their last run in green Bay. You've got to believe they're going to go out there and make the absolute most of it. Um, last year, last year's MVP showed us, man. He, there's no signs of declining. This guy's going to put up Brady level numbers into his fifties.
0: So, uh,
1: I'm on board, but QB QB eight feels right to me.
0: Yeah. Uh, the two numbers I had, he had he was seventy uh, percent completion percentage after being sixty through over the course of his career. That was insanity. He had less at pass attempts in 2020 than the previous two seasons in which he put up 25 and 26 passing touchdowns 48 passing touchdowns ain't gonna happen again if yeah you had- them there you gotta pray for at least 40.
1: something like a like
0: a nine uh touchdown percentage or something like that it's yeah crazy he's he's gonna come back down to earth a little bit so i love i i like aaron rodgers that press conference was the highlight of my week last week uh because the dude is just an interesting character but we're moving on to kirk cousins QB 18. In ADP, this is a guy that had a great season last year, career-high 35 passing touchdowns, and was top 12 in points per game. Jake, what's your thoughts on Cousins in 2021?
1: We have touched on Cousins a few times on this show and how he's able to consistently finish as a low-end QB1 year after year, despite being a guy who's uh, a lot of people view as a more underwhelming option, a Derek Carr-esque quarterback at the position. Uh, but Minnesota, they're gonna remain a run first offense, but Cousin remains a super safe play, in my opinion. Adam Thielen, dude, he's all jokes aside, that guy, he's still got the juice. Justin Jefferson, again, I guess I could say all jokes aside because I'm i all you know, I, I shit on Justin Jefferson all the time, but he's an elite wide receiver, the guy's an animal. And uh, now even Irv Smith is grabbing a ton of headlines out of training camp, yes, sir, thumbs up. Uh, and so just that, that trio of receivers slash tight end, uh, that, you know, I'm all in on Kirk Cousins this year. That's a guy that I think you can count on as your QB two. I'm above consensus. I got him as my QB 14.
0: Yeah. I'm in on Cousins, especially to start the year. Great schedule to start the year. Last season, half his games were more than 20 plus fantasy points and only killed you four out of those 16. So he's not going to be a top 12 guy week in and week out, but this guy's definitely serviceable and his season, his schedule to start the year is freaking awesome. Uh, So you can pair him with a Lance or a Fields for that later upside. I'm in Matt Ryan. So Jesus, here we go. QB 15 and ADP. I have him at 19. I'll tell you what you need to know about Matt Ryan. He was QB 14 in points per game last year. That's great. Six (laughs) of his 16 games. He got you 20 or more fantasy points. That's less than Kirk Cousins. I mentioned Cousins four out of 16 was of his games were under 15 fantasy points. Matt Ryan said, hold my beer. Seven of Matt Ryan's 16 starts were under 15 fantasy points. Including three games in which he had less than 10 fantasy points. This dude murdered you in weeks when you needed him. Without Julio Jones, 15 and a half fantasy points per game. With Julio Jones, 19 fantasy points per game. I love Kyle Pitts too, but man, we're asking a lot from that rookie and matt ryan so uh i just took the entire damn time it was your qb what do you got
1: (laughs) no that was good i enjoyed all that uh but yeah you said it man i thought prior to the julio move it was really easy to make the case for matt ryan as a top 12 quarterback that julio ridley Pitts trio but uh after julio moves it's i'm i'm less than optimistic they're gonna still be throwing the ball a ton because of that porous defense but i can't reach for him any higher than where he's going right now in fact he's my qb 17
0: Yeah, I think you and I I are both a little bit lower than ADP. This is a guy that, if you couldn't tell, burned me a lot last year. Moving on to Carolina. Sam Darnold, now the quarterback under center in this Joe Brady offense. He's QB 32 in ADP. I have him at 24, and Jake's like, get out of the way. QB 20 in your ranks, Jake. So we're Sam Darnold believers here on this show.
1: Dude, he's easily the best quarterback value to be had as as of right now. I mean, that value has to, or that ADP has to go up closer to draft season. Uh, but like, I know this guy's been bad his entire career, meaning he's been bad from age twenty one to age twenty three. Sam Darnold was put into a bad position where he was for, he was gonna fail no matter what with the New York Jets. There's no doubt about it. But in Carolina, it's the exact opposite. He's put into a position where there's really no reason for him not to exceed expectations. Um, A huge receiving upgrade McCaffrey included and a huge coaching upgrade going from Adam Gase to Matt roll and Joe Brady. Give this guy the benefit of the doubt. QB 32 is just stupid.
0: Great schedule to start the season. He's a streaming option from the get. If you want a little bit negative on Sam Darnold, you can throw in the Gase factor 38 career starts, three games with more than two passing touchdowns, three games over 300 yards. Hopefully he, Exceeds all of those numbers in just 2021 because we are believing with him in QB2 and streamers out there. All right. This is man, this This is a mess. New Orleans. What the hell? They're swapping between the two quarterbacks, running with the ones. You got Jameis Winston. He had eye surgery. He can see now you have Taysom Hill. Neither of them have Michael Thomas. And drafters don't know what to do with these guys. 29 and 30 in in ADP. Are you are you taking your shot on one of them? Are you just letting that be somebody else's headache, Jake?
1: No, I was never drafting either of these guys. And to be honest with you, I don't even care who wins the job in training camp anymore because honestly, without Michael Thomas in the offense, with you know, with Alvin Kamara and Adam Troutman being the best receiving options in this offense, why would you take either of, the, of these two quarterbacks over Sam Darnold, I guess is what I don't understand. Yeah. With, with those receiving threats, uh, Jameis Winston has shown us that he's the interception monster. Taysom Hill has shown us that he's less than an impressive passer. You can make the argument, I guess, that Taysom Hill has an enormous amount of rushing upside. But uh, at the at the end of the day, I I don't think there's going to be enough passing game production in this offense for either quarterback to be any sort of uh, fantasy asset in 2021.
0: Agreed. Hill is the is a is a upside shot in super flex. I got him at 25. But my God, this has gotten gross real quick, especially without Michael Thomas being there for probably at least six weeks, maybe more. Moving on to Tampa Bay. Unfortunately, Tom is rocking another ring. He's QB 9 in ADP. Uh, We're just a little bit lower on him, so I'll kick it to you first, Jake. What's your thoughts on this division rival? I love how you say, unfortunately,
1: another ring. (laughs) Uh, Last season, Tom Brady led the league in deep ball attempts, red zone attempts, and air yards. He was second in total attempts and passing touchdowns. He was third among quarterbacks in total passing yards. Uh, Brady is still playing like, like he's in his prime. He's playing like an elite NFL quarterback and he's doing so in the context of a Tampa Bay offense with Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and of course, Mr. Big Chess himself, uh, business is booming, Antonio Brown at his disposal. I, th- I think that if, as long as Brady's healthy, if those three receivers or I mean, if, if two of those receivers can stay healthy, uh, Brady's going to finish top ten this year, man. He's going to do it again. I have him at, at twelve personally in my rankings, just because something in the back of my mind is like, oh, he's kind of old. But uh, <laughs> I mean, he, he's undeniable, man. What he's—he's he's got the best receivers in the game, and he's—he's, he's, you know, he's the goat.
0: Uh, the way it the only thing I had I wanted to share here. First 13 games, he averaged 19 and a half fantasy points per game. He had 30 touchdowns in those 13 games. Solid numbers, but that's more in the Kirk Cousins territory. Kind of boosted those numbers just a little bit. Those last three games, Atlanta, Detroit, Atlanta. He had 10 touchdowns in those last three games. It was crazy, but he starts the year against the Cowboys and the Falcons. He's going to have 10 touchdowns in just those two games.
1: You can look at the bad bad defenses and say Atlanta, Detroit, Atlanta, but don't remember that's also Antonio Brown, Antonio Brown, Antonio Brown.
0: Oh, Jesus. Any way we can get Antonio Brown, more pub on this show. Uh, so, Tom Brady, borderline QB1 for both of us. Moving on to the NFC East, Dak Prescott, dealing with a little bit of an injury right now, uh, but he should be good to go here just in the next couple of weeks, well ahead of the season. He's QB5 in ADP. He's QB2 for both of us. This, I mean, he's my quarterback. Everybody knows how I feel about him. So, hopefully, the non biased opinion. Jake, what's your thoughts? Yeah. Uh, QB5 is the absolute,
1: absolute latest I could possibly imagine ranking Dak Prescott. Uh, and it's all it's, it's about Dak as a talent, but this offense is everything you could ever dream of. I told you, and I brought this up before the show, that CD Lamb is the dynasty wide receiver one back in February. And the more training camp videos, the more highlights I see, the more I think that I'm right about it. Uh, Tampa Bay has a nice set of receivers, so does Pittsburgh. Um, those are nice trios, but I can't imagine defenses having to prepare for Amari Cooper, CD Lamb, and Michael Gallup, all while having to keep tabs on uh, Ezekiel Elliott coming out of the backfield. So, uh, if Dak's healthy this season, it's going to be incredibly difficult for him to to fall outside the top five. So that is the
0: the SmackDown's consensus QB2. There you go. And the offensive line being healthy. They're all good to go. Terrence Smith is looking good. That is huge. This offense needs this offensive line. and They're all intact, back, healthy. Uh, we all talk about Burrow's 40 attempts per game. I know it was only four games, but Dak was 44 pass attempts per game. That defense sucks. Yeah. He's going to be throwing a ton. All right, moving on to the Giants. Now, this is a quarterback that both Jake and I had almost around QB 12, I think, when we were making our rankings early on yeah. this spring. He's QB 26 in ADP right now. Daniel Jones, sell me on him, Jake.
1: QB 26 is egregious for Daniel Jones. I've dropped him a little bit. I've come down from the uh, the QB 12 days. But um, looking at ADP now, and here's some of the players that are going ahead of Daniel Jones that I disagree with. Uh, Justin Fields, for one. Trey Lance. Derek Carr, Ryan Fitzpatrick. I'd take Daniel Jones easily. Wouldn't even think twice over all those guys. You've got Saquon. who's one of the best receiving backs in the league. He's coming back to the team. Uh, last time we saw Kenny Galladay, he was a top five fantasy wide receiver. I still believe that Evan Ingram's a lot more talented than the fantasy community community wants him wants to make him out to be. Um, Overall, you know, we we brought up Daniel Jones rushing upside in the past. All those factors come to me and say that he cannot possibly finish as low as QB twenty six. He's, I mean,
0: what do you where do you have Matt? Remind me. I'm at seventeen, so I'm just behind Lawrence and Cousins, but I, I think there's some upside there.
1: Yes, for sure, cannot agree more.
0: All right, and second year of that offense, which is I think will be another key for him, uh, in heading into his third season. Jalen Hurts heading into his second season, he got four starts. Last year, the fantasy numbers were great. The NFL numbers not so hot, and he may be without his uh round one r- rookie wide receiver for a couple weeks, maybe. Uh consensus, uh a- ADP has him at twelve, I'm at twelve, JK I'm at thirteen. I mean, is this purely just a this dude could blow up or be complete crap? Like, is it that wide of outcome, or do you think that there's some safety there? Oh no, there's
1: there's zero safety when you're drafting Jalen Hurts. In fact, QB 12, I mean, you know, you can call me a Jalen Hurts truther. I've been ride or die with yeah. with Jalen Hurts all offseason. Like I believe in the guy, but I wish there was a little more value to be had than QB twelve. Like I wish he was getting taken around like the QB 15, 16 range, and then I'd feel a lot more better about the upside. But a QB twelve, man, I don't I, I don't think I can afford it, especially if there's not going to be any Devonta Smith action going on in this offense. And now I'm just relying purely on rushing production and whatever Jalen Rager is going to give me. Uh, that gives, that gives me pause on Jalen hurts, uh, overall optimistic, I guess, from a dynasty perspective, but I'm, I'm nervous, man.
0: I'm nervous. Yeah. Agreed. I, I think it's going to be tough to get him this year. I, I need him to be a little bit lower and it's really a boom bust shot. So I, I'm at 12. I'm okay with that one spot above Tom Brady for me, but oof, yeah, it makes me nervous. I, I might lower by the time we get to draft into draft season last team in the east the washington football team qb25 is ryan fitzpatrick in adp that's exactly where you have him jake i have him at qb23 uh I, the thing for me that i'm a little bit worried is just i mean i think they could pull the plug on this guy and he's not going to be the starter all year this is a team that is a has a fantastic defense wrote it to the division championship last year and maybe they want to be a little bit more conservative if fitz starts throwing a bunch of picks but the weapons there are 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 solid um are you excited about Fitz's upside or do you feel just a little bit nervous as, uh, as I do?
1: No, I feel like the uh, Fitz is an old man, but he's going out there and slinging it thing was like five years ago. And now it's just getting a little sad for me that he's still a starter in the league. And I'm again, I'm not sure that he is going to be the starter this season. Do we know, has there been official word that Ryan Fitzpatrick is the guy? Or is it possible that Taylor, T- Taylor Heineken comes out of nowhere and takes the gig? I mean, you you said it though. I like the I like the weapons there. There's definitely a world where he out, outperforms the ADP. Maybe sneaks into the top twenty, but I don't see any any sort
0: of ceiling here for for Fitzpatrick. Yeah, I'm not secure drafting him as my QB two. It's set it and forget it. I need a third guy for sure if I'm counting on Fitzpatrick in super flex leagues. All right, we're well, moving on to the NFC West last division here. We got Kyler Murray QB three and ADP. He's QB five for me. This dude was an absolute stud last year as far as being QB four in points per game with twenty three. Fancy points per game. And, but really, man, it was really, really front loaded. You need this dude to rush. First nine games, the guy was absolutely balling out. He had 10 rushing touchdowns to go with 17 passing touchdowns and was at 29.2 fancy points per game. He didn't have a game under 21 fancy points. That's freaking insane. Last six games after being injured, though, only one rushing touchdown, 18 and a half fancy points per game. That's still good. That's QB2 at or uh, QB12 esque in those last six. But man, the upside needs to be there with the rushing. Are you concerned with Kyler? Or do you think this is a solid pick at third overall? I'm,
1: I'm or not QBs. so. Con- I'm not so concerned because I don't feel like it's like a Lamar situation where he comes out and says, "Oh, I'm gonna run less," and then we're like, "Oh no, that means you're only uh, relying on your passing production." Because that's fine with Kyler Murray, dude. The guy's got an arm, and he's got receivers, and more so than he did last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a world. I mean, I think there can be a strong case made for Kyler Murray to be the QB one this year. You said it all that if we get more of what he did in the front half of that season, if there's a fraction of that uh, rushing production and now we're going to add A.J. Green, who all of a sudden he's grabbing a couple of headlines in training camp. We all want to say he's dust, but we'll see. Uh, And Rondell more to the offense, man. I'm, I'm super
0: optimistic about Kyler. Yeah, in perspective, that 10 rushing touchdowns, that's crazy. 67 yards average on the ground those first nine games. 29 points per game. That smashes Mahomes from three years (laughs) ago. That smashes Lamar from two years ago. Like, it's not even close. It's insanity.
1: So From weeks one through 10, he was giving you 70 rush yards and a rushing touchdown per game
0: that's that's just insanity man uh this is a great division for quarterbacks we're gonna move on to Matthew Stafford QB 13 in ADP but he's top 12 for both of us moving to the Rams obviously McVay turned Jared Goff into a QB 12 QB 7 QB 13 from 2017 through 2019 obviously turned to dust last year but um what's your thoughts on Stafford do you feel confident with him
1: Yeah, I I wouldn't exactly call him a sleeper as the 13th quarterback off the board, but I do feel like he kind of flies under the radar a bit as like a guy who has real top eight, maybe even top five upside in 2021. And I made the same note that that you just said there about Jared Goff. Like, I believe that Stafford is leaps and bounds ahead of Jared Goff as a pure quarterback talent. So that being said, if Jared Goff can touch 4,600 passing yards with Cooper Cup and Robert Woods as his primary receivers then what's stopping Matthew Stafford from going out there and throwing for 5,000 yards this year? Very much in the realm of possibility. Um, I'd, I'll go so far as to say I am confident that Stafford
0: finishes as a, as a uh, QB1 this year. Agreed. I think that he'll definitely be there. I think the floor is there. The ceiling is just a little capped because there's just no rushing, obviously. We know that. But I think this guy is in his, the best position he's ever been in his career. I'm rooting for Matthew Stafford in 2021. San Francisco, Jimmy G apparently not looking so hot in practice and Trey Lance just balling out. But Shanahan says that he's not expecting Lance to take over as the starter right away. Trey Lance 22nd among quarterbacks in ADP. Jimmy G is barely being even drafted. Uh, How are you handling the San Fran quarterback situation?
1: Makes me sad, man. I mean, we, uh, we all know that Jimmy Garoppolo is nothing to be had. And Trey Lance is this big ball of untapped potential uh, but for some reason, Kyle Shanahan is going to do this, the same thing as Bill Belichick and suppress the young talent. Uh, he said that Trey Lance has not yet earned equal reps alongside Jimmy G, nor will he be worked in with the first team offense. And then he followed that by saying he would be "quote very surprised" if Lance started Week One at Detroit. Uh, which, when you go to think about it, like you, I mean, they're serving that up on a silver platter as a beautiful walk-in game for a guy like Trey Lance. Like, give him the Detroit defense, let him go out there, shred that defense, build his confidence. Uh, but but I think that's just where, uh, maybe our coaching philosophies, my coaching philosophy and the two Kyles, Kyle August and Kyle
0: Shanahan differ. I'm going to throw the 21 year old right into the fire and see if he sinks or swims. Dude, the schedule is amazing for a San Fran to start the season. They have a week six bye, so maybe that's where they make the switch, but it's at Detroit at Philly green base tough, but then Seattle, Arizona before the bye week. Um, if Jimmy G plays, he's going to be a startable option in Superflex for sure with right. that matchup. Really tough coming out of the bye. Indy, Chicago, Arizona, not bad, but then the Rams. So if they decide to wait to the bye week to then throw Trey Lance, he is he's that's getting the mistake. The part. That's the mistake. I, I agree. They should go earlier. Last team here, 32 and 32, wrapping up with Russell Wilson. All the dude does is throw 30 plus. Touchdown passes four straight years. He was QB six in points per game last year, 22 and a half. That was the best of his career. Russ Russell Wilson, 777, 7, 7, seven in our ranking, seven in ADP. But uh, we know the splits. I got him here if you don't, Jake. But what's your thoughts oh, on, on Wilson? Let's <laughs> hit him with it. Hit him with it. Uh,
1: from weeks one through nine, Wilson was the only quarterback that was keeping pace with Kyler Murray. He was giving you uh, about 29 fantasy points per game. Uh, and then weeks ten through seventeen, Wilson regressed down to seventeen fantasy points per game, which for reference matched what Derek Carr was doing for the uh, that back half of oh the God. season. <laughs> yeah, uh, and you know I, I haven't heard a ton or really any Russell Wilson hype out of uh, uh, this training camp, this off season. Just nothing about Russell Wilson. Finished um, finishes QB six last season. I don't see why that wouldn't be attainable, but I just don't know if I see. Uh, the the ceiling with Russell Wilson that I see with other guys that are going in that same area.
0: Yeah, he's right behind uh, Herbert in ADP. I, I think those guys are pretty close, same tier. But then if I don't think he can jump any higher, that top five with Dak and all the rushing quarterbacks and Mahomes, that's going to be tough to do. So. All right, there it was 32 in 32. Woo. Uh man, we, we tried that's it's gonna be tough next. That was a little practice run. That was just the Buddy. qbs, just the qbs. We got running backs next week. Uh, and we got a few categories here as we wrap up this show. Um, but before we jump into those, I just want to throw out another reminder to you guys do not forget this upcoming Wednesday, 9 p.m. Eastern time, August the 4th. Uh, you need to be tuning in live on YouTube. We're gonna be doing a live QA. Bring your questions you're following me on Twitter at Kyle month eight, you can drop them there as well as I will throw out a tweet looking for some of those, but looking forward to hanging out a bit. So we'll be here for about an hour or so, just taking all your questions. So if you've been looking for that opportunity to chime in to the show, this is going to be it every single Wednesday through August, getting you set for those drafts. All right, Jake, we got a few categories here. We've touched on a lot of quarterbacks. We can expand more if we want, or just make sure to reinforce our takes. But uh, we're going to start here. Dark Horse QB one, who is a quarterback that is not being considered as a QB one that you think has the potential to be there when we're sitting here in just what, four or five short months after the season's concluded. Who's your guy? Ah, So
1: so I'll start off the bat by saying I I think I misunderstood the question. Okay, I gave you I gave you my Dark Horse QB one overall.
0: Oh, shoot. OK, well, then that's fine
1: yeah and that was kind of tricky so my thought process here was i basically went one by one down fantasy pros adp chart and i chose the very last guy that i could envision possibly scoring enough fantasy points to be number one overall who do you think i landed on
0: uh i think you probably went with ryan Tannehill. <laughs> ah, i didn't you're <laughs> no, close, close.
1: I, I think i think joe burrow can finish okay. as as qb1 uh and for all the reasons that I mentioned earlier, the high passing value volume offense. T. Higgins taking a step forward this season. Jamar Chase, uh, who, who's proven that he's unstoppable, catch practically unstoppable catching passes from Joe Burrow. Uh, I think it would it would probably require thousand plus yard receiving seasons from all three of the receivers, Chase Higgins and Tyler Boyd. Which I've seen that idea kicked around, and I don't think that that's impossible at all. Um, but at the end of the day, it's probably going to be a, a long shot that Burrow's passing numbers equate to more fantasy points than Kyler's passing numbers, plus the rushing production that you're going to get from Kyler. But again, that is why I'm calling him my dark horse candidate to finish as the overall QB uh, one. Okay. So I, I guess you took this one a little differently. I, that's
0: all right. I, I'll, I'll switch it up. Not a problem. Uh, mine. And I, I threw him out there because I thought you might just steal it. I think it's Ryan Tannehill. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I think that, uh, you know, with adding Julio Jones there, I, he was a guy. Tannehill was somebody that I was a little bit down on when we were, when we had these early conversations way back in like February or March. I was concerned about the the uh, the play calling being changed up. I was bro, about, bro. You you blacklisted him. I did. I blacklisted Ryan Tanner, I was like seven rushing touchdowns. F that this dude ain't gonna get seven rushing touchdowns. Well, it might just happen, you know. If and if he does get those seven rushing touchdowns again and he sees a bump as far as his passing production, which has already been solid, I do think he has the upside to be QB one as far as just a dark horse. Now, really, I would say there's really five guys that'd put him in that in that tier to be QB one. But if you want to dip a little bit deeper, in the pool. He's my QB nine, Ryan Tannehill, adding Julio Jones is, is just awesome. And, and what I looked at too, the seven rushing touchdowns while a lot, and he hasn't had a ton over the course of his career. He had four in his first season with Tennessee, then seven last year. He's definitely taking advantage of the fact that everybody's focused on Derrick Henry, especially down at the goal line, Tannehill and those bootlegs just all by himself, you know, uh, on the play action. He's just over, he's just gone. Um, So I think that would be my dark horse QB one would be Ryan Tannehill. I like it. All right. We've we got it. We're all good. We're on the same page now. Um, we nailed it. Next year, we're going to be really good at that question. We'll see if um, I screwed up the next one. We'll, okay. Here we go. Top 12 QB we're avoiding. I don't know if we could screw this up, but we'll see how you took it. <laughs>
1: yeah. I think I got this one right. And we spoke about this guy, like, uh, I don't know, two minutes ago. Um, I I'm, I think I'm avoiding Russell Wilson, man. Ooh. Yeah. This, this was this unlimited, was, bro. Yeah, he is unlimited. This question, <laughs> this was a little tougher for me because it's kind of it's hard to make the case of any of these guys that are being taken in the top twelve. Like they're all, they're all studs. Like I wanted to go with Jalen Hurts at first. That seemed like the coach pitch, the coach pitch answer at uh, a QB twelve right now is a guy who's a little more risky, like we talked about before, than the other eleven QBs going ahead of him. I thought about Josh Allen because he's going at that pricey two ADP, but. Um, Oh, oh, he's going at Russell Wilson QE seven off the board. Is that QB7. correct?
0: Yep. Correct. Yeah.
1: I wouldn't say that's a horrible price to pay for Russell Wilson, but I just don't think I'm going to roster him anywhere. He had just one game over 250 passing yards after week nine last year. Uh, unlike guys like Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, Wilson isn't going to be able to make up for 200 yard passing performances with his rushing production credit where credit is due. He was sixth among quarterbacks in rush yards per game. But that only amounts to 30 rush yards per game. So, get, you know, you can tack on an extra three fantasy points if that makes you happy. But uh, yeah, not to say that I think Russell Wilson is going to have a bad season this year by any means. I just don't. like, And I said it before. I don't think that he's going to have that same ceiling as other guys that are going in that same range. Justin Herbert, for example, uh, I think just recently jumped him in ADP. Uh, but yeah, I, just, I, I would be shocked if any of my redraft teams have Russell Wilson this year.
0: Yeah, one of the notes I didn't bring up during the 32 and 32, but Russ had 513 rushing yards. That's great, man. Fourth among quarterbacks in 2021. He hadn't been over 400 yards in each of the last two seasons before that. So he's usually more of like a 350-ish guy. Um, which does make, you know, makes a difference. It seems small, but like that little bit, that's the reason we like these quarterbacks over the, the statues, right? If Ben Roethlisberger or Matt Ryan could move at all and get a, you know, 200, 250 yards, that's going to give them a little bit of a boost when you get 11 rushing yards in a season, you know, that's just no good. So obviously Wilson, I think is a top 10 guy. That's not a problem. But, uh, if that rushing production comes down just a bit and we see a little bit more of what we saw in the second half, which was less attempts and obviously less touchdowns, that's going to be concerning. Um, the QB that I'm avoiding, I, I wanted to say Jalen hurts too, because my God, but like, I think the whole thing about him is, you know, that it is risk reward for sure. I wish he was lower in ADP, but for me, the guy is Tom Brady. Um, I do think he's going to have a solid season, but I just think this is fantasy. We talk about all the time. We probably talk about it too much, but we can't reinforce it enough. Like you need rushing that that's a huge, like when you're talking about a guy that you have to take inside the top 12, if he's not a rushing quarterback, then I really think you're like, man, if he just hopefully he can just return what I invested in him. Right. If you're taking a guy like Trevor Lawrence or scooting back like Kirk Cousins uh, or, you know, Matt Ryan or Ben Rosberg, like those guys, they're cheap as hell. So they don't need to run like, you know, they as long as they can put up their good passing numbers, they'll they'll outperform what you paid for. Them. Tom Brady, he has to put up 40 touchdowns again in order to, you know, to be that guy um, for me. He's going his QB nine off the board. Overall, Jake and I are not taking QBs early in one quarterback formats regardless. We probably won't own any of these guys in the top 10. But Brady's just the guy for me where I'm like, eh. if I take Tom Brady, I'm just like, you know, that feels like I'm only doing that so that I can feel more comfortable about my quarterback, not because I feel like he is upside to be a top five guy. Right. So I'm I'm not a big fan of taking Tom Brady inside the top 10, and he's a guy I'm probably going to avoid where I
1: missing out on a lot of Antonio Brown touchdowns. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I guess, I guess so. I guess we'll see. Um, all right, uh, and and I, I and I did too. Hopefully, people realize I cut those stats up real nice to move, remove those good games. He's playing Atlanta twice. People, that's either, you know, that was more just for fun. Right. Um, all right, uh, we got here. So a quarterback that. So I think I came up with this one. So hopefully we'll, we'll see how this goes. A quarterback that's outside the top twenty-four in ADP that could finish as a top fifteen quarterback. So the idea is. That a super flex guy, pretty much, right? So a guy that's going to be your above average QB two. That's right now you're take that's going clear outside the top twenty four. Jake, you, you're gonna you're hammering this one home, or I'm just winding on?
1: up for the slow pitch oh, right now. Okay,
0: gotcha. Who is it? Who is your guy? Too,
1: too easy, man. It's Sam Darnold. <laughs> I can't. Be, I feel like I'm the only one who believes that a change in scenery is going to have a significant impact on how Darnold ends, how his on-field performance. You know, like. Mm-hmm. And we're not talking about a small change. We're talking about going from one of the least creative play callers in the game to one of the more respected offensive coordinators in the game, like of Joe, of Joe Brady. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're going, you know, at the receiver position, we're going from Jamison Crowder, Braxton Berrios, and Denzel Mims, RIP, to, (laughs) to DJ Moore. Robbie Anderson and Terrace Marshall. I mean, it's not even close. It's night and day. It's apples and oranges.
0: CMC. I
1: don't don't even know if he's playing the same sport anymore. (laughs) The saints quarterbacks are going uh, before Darnold, which is dumb. Cam is going before Darnold, which is dumb. Zach Wilson is going before Darnold, which is dumb. You know, even if he is not the elite prospect that maybe some people thought that he was uh, coming out of USC, Based on the situation alone, you've got to believe that that offense can elevate an average to above average quarterback into the top fifteen range. Um, yeah, man. I mean, I, I, I'll, I'll sit here and make the the, the case for Sam Darnold all day. In fact, uh, if we, and I know we're going our next section here. Spoiler alert: we're going into my guys. We can make Sam Darnold a bonus my guy. I'm planting my flag.
0: He's going to be good this year. I, I honestly, I don't even think I realized that Darnold was that low. Like I knew he would be outside the top 24. So I did consider him for this, but then when we're going through this and I see his QB 32 off the board. And the thing that I love about that too, is like we talked about, and I will probably talk about this at the end of time, you know, especially with quarterbacks. We'll talk about it with tight ends too. That, early season schedule is a big freaking deal and his early season schedule is great. So when you take a quarterback like Jared Goff whose schedule is complete garbage and he's going one spot ahead of Sam Darnold in ADP, it just doesn't make any sense, right? Yeah, you so need a guy I'm a, that I yeah. would say that his schedule is goffle. There that oh my God, that joke was goffle. Um, <laughs> so I like the Sam Darnold call. We are I'm at 24 overall in my rankings. You're at 20, so we're definitely on board here, but I like the call. On Sam Darnold, and you'll know her really damn early whether this guy is dependable or not. Um, I would love to get him in some super flex ladies, my QB3. Uh, I cheated um, on this because this guy is going outside the top 24 at ADP, but I think as far as get being a top 15 quarterback, I think that as long as Taysom Hill is a quarterback, and I do not trust Sean Payton to do the right thing and not make him the quarterback, he is going to be potentially even a top 12 fantasy option in his starts.
1: There it is. <laughs> Average 21
0: fantasy points per game in his four starts. That included the Denver game, which they didn't have to try because the entire Denver team was quarterbacks were gone. Um I believe me, I am going to hate every second of having to watch Taysom Hill, but the dude's going to run like a maniac because that's all he can really do. Um, and what, and it doesn't matter to his fantasy production whether he has Michael Thomas or not. Yes, it'd be great to have a talented player out there, but, it's, I mean, it is what it is. You know what you're getting with Taysom Hill. It, it's ugly, but for fantasy purposes, he could easily be a top-15 quarterback. Cam Newton was QB 17 in points per game last year. Cam Newton, the dude sucked. Taysom Hill can suck and still be good for fantasy. So, there's that. All right, and then last one, Jake gave it away, but the flag player, your guy, the who is the quarterback that you want to plant your flag on uh in 2021 uh i i mean maybe it's sam Darling again but who's Uh, your guy
1: now ladies and gentlemen this episode of the fantasy football smackdown sponsored by ryan Tannehill. uh that's my guy this year man i just think it's it's the most can't miss pick if i can get him as my qb2 in super flex leagues like that is the dream scenario uh but best put Ryan Tannehill, I, th- I think he like I think he's a locked and loaded wide receiver one, disguised as a wide receiver two. I know he's or going QB, just- either way. <laughs> oh yeah, wide receiver.
0: Well, he was a wide receiver in college. I don't know if you ever heard of that, but he
1: could probably catch the. That's what I'm saying. He can catch the ball. <laughs> dude's got hands. Uh, yeah, right. But you know, with, with guy current ADP, he's going as a QB ten uh, with guys like. Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, Matt Stafford right behind. I feel like some of those guys in drafts, like in a lot of home league drafts even, there's going to be leagues where Ryan Tannehill does slip out of that top 12 range. Or he's, you know, he's not going to be one of the top 12 quarterbacks draft, and he's going to present ridiculous value uh, forever for whoever lands to him. I'm not going to spend too much time here at the end of the show talking about how good Julio Jones and A.J. Brown are, but Again, if if uh, if in any super flex league, I can land Tannehill as my QB two. I'm fine with him as a QB one. Again, I'm, he's a baller, but uh, if he's my QB two, you you ain't winning.
0: I honestly was a little bit surprised at his ADP when I looked over at Fancy Pros because we've done multiple mock drafts now. We did one just last week. Um, seems forever ago, but it was just last week. And I've constantly seen as in all the mock drafts I've done. Tannehill is always there late you know and and so I don't expect that's necessarily be the case apparently he's going QB 10 right now in ADP like that's exactly where I think he should go I think that's really solid as far as just amongst the quarterbacks but if he drops a little bit if people start taking you know the Staffords or Brady you know I think Brady is already going over him but like Hurts you know if they take those shots like I think Tannehill is yeah he has a ton upside I like that call
1: you know, isn't it, isn't it weird how a guy can reach his full potential without being held down by Adam GaSe for multiple seasons?
0: I wonder if anyone else can could, could pull that off. Uh, I think I think Jay's gonna be back here with a Sam Darnold shirt uh, <laughs> when we record um, on Wednesday. Even oh, we have an express mailed to him. Um, my my guy, the player that I'm putting my flag on at the quarterback position, I'm gonna take my shot and see if it hits. This is a a, a scratch off ticket that. It's free, man. You found it on the sidewalk. Just take a look. See if it's a winner. If not, toss it away. There's plenty of quarterbacks. I want teams with with Justin Fields on it. I want to get Justin Fields, a QB 19. I will take him. I will pair him with a Kirk Cousins. I will pair him with a Sam Darnold. I will pair him with a QB that has Baker Mayfield has some really nice games to start the year. I will take him paired with a quarterback with some nice early season matchups. See how this pans out. I do not think that it will take very long for the Chicago team to turn it over to Fields and then automatically, like I, if I knew that Fields was, and I'll probably even make the switch. I mean, screw it. If Fields plays after week two, if he's a starter, I like him more than Jalen Hurts easily. Like, I I just think that I I think he's got a ton of upside. He can't be any worse than a 50% completion percentage. Um, So there's going to be some passing production there. Uh, fields is like going to be a guy that you may have to wait a week or two on, but I don't think it's going to be that long. It's not like Trey Lance. I think Jimmy G could hold that job for the first month or so. Well, we don't agree with it. Um, but I think fields is going to get a shot early. So pair him with a quarterback with some good options, uh, to start the year ride with two QBs for just a bit and then cut bait and fields is your guy the rest of the way. So boy, Alan Robinson is certainly on your side, my friend. I, I hope so, man. I, the dude has been through enough. Uh, over the course of his career so there we go a little over an hour here but hopefully you guys appreciate the 32 and 32 I'm not going to lie Jake I'm a little bit nervous for next week we did not keep within that minute time very well Um, but we kept it moving it was fast paced and we covered Forty names on this freaking show. So um next week is going to be crazy with the running backs for sure. But we're going to be back later this week on Wednesday night. So last reminder here: Wednesday, August fourth, nine p.m. Eastern time, live show Q and A. Drop your questions in the comments. Hit me up on Twitter at Kyle Month Eight. Uh, with anything you want us to hear uh, uh, us talk about, and it's going to be live on YouTube again, nine p.m. Eastern time this upcoming Wednesday for jake at jake takes ff i'm your host kyle august and we'll be back in just a couple days but uh, stay subscribed for the war zone and we'll catch you guys later